Services with a per hour base rate are based on one hour minimum for the first hour. After the first hour, the rate's calculated in 30 minute increments. 30 minute increments will be rounded up and prorated according to the base rate. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. The storage rate is based on the calendar day starting at the time of the arrival of the vehicle, equipment, or load of the storage site. A partial day counts as a full day. An after-hours fee of $60 will apply if you require access to storage site when it's not open for regular business. Like, the MTO has actually given amazing rates. Yeah. Yeah, they're not undercutting us at all. No. So, but that's not flat rate. You can't go the government flat rate. There is certain items in here that have a flat rate. Well, no, like what I was trying to say, and I know flat rate's not the correct word, but it's kind of hard to put everything that you want to talk about in just a fucking sentence. Was if towing across the board gets these rate caps put in or these go-to rates, would that help bring up roadside rates as well because people would just stop doing roadsides because they can make a lot more money doing this and this is what the government says is what should be charged out per truck per tow basis or whatever no (laughs) no because these rates don't apply to everywhere in the province these rates technically find the price of the towing service provided by authorized towing companies operating under contract with the ministry of transportation um, this is for highways. This isn't for this is for highway management and highway cleanup. No, this but I'm saying for... for like in future, like if the towing industry is still going the way it is, like more mandates are coming in, more rules and regulations. Is this where the industry is going to be going in another twenty years? Like, I'm not no. saying right now, but, like, if the towing industry keeps having problems, like, what is the government going to try to do? And I could see this is something that they've already got in progress, and obviously it's somewhat working. Are they just going to apply it across the board? Like, the towing industry has been a, a of the Wild West for a long time, and doing something like this, plus your training and certificate, would definitely bring the industry up as a higher standard it'd be easier for employees employers because like this is what you're making every call pays this and i find especially on commission you would get uh, a little bit more bitter i find for some operators because like oh i picked up and towed this car for 17 dollars, and i picked up and towed this car for 40 dollars, and oh this one it's a wreck so i'm making like 150 dollars on this like the the verity of all these different types of calls, if everything kind of, you know, simmered down and flattened out, I think it would do a lot of good for the industry overall. I think it's funny that you think that if a program like this is going to come out and those kind of, that kind of structure and training and certification and all that kind of thing, that commission drivers are still going to exist. I, that's the ironic part of that whole thing that you just said is that you think that commission drivers will still exist in that world. Well, it really depends on the size of the company. Once again, if the company no. doesn't have the volume of work. No. No. That, that's, that'll get kiboshed, dude. There's no way that you're, the government is going to step in to mandate and do this kind of stuff that you're talking about. And, and, and the towing industry is going to step up and put this all in place. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have, like, find me another industry 
that is going to elevate to the standards in which you are talking about who offers commission-based or piecework. A lot of mechanics yeah. get offered piecework. Okay, we're not talking... This isn't mechanics. I know. This isn't mechanics. Right? This is this is a completely different... You know what I mean? Yep. Mechanics if everyone keeps saying so that the industry corrupt. is so corrupt and everything, mm -hmm. and everything's so spread out, and you get some Joe Blow with very little training behind the wheel of a truck, and as long as you get insurance for him, he's good to go down the road. Mm -hmm. And another guy who actually gives a crap about what he does for a living and it's his passion and he lives for it and he breathes it. He's going to do a lot better job. He's going to be more efficient. He's going to be more well knowledge, more well know his way around a tow truck and this, that, and the other than Joe Blow, who just started yesterday with no real training, but has insurance. Right. I, I feel like yeah, something like that would really help out the industry because it would bring everyone up to that level. There would be at least How a minimum. How long do you think this company with Joe Blow that just puts them behind the wheel with no training, just because they can get on insurance, are going to survive when Joe Blow keeps driving into things and making damages? Like those companies are going to put themselves out. Yeah. It's it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Mm -hmm. And so to to think that, like I said, that this level that you think the towing industry is is, which I applaud you for. I, I hope it can get to that raised yeah. up to that kind of level. It, I would love nothing more for the towing industry than to be on that plane that you're you're talking about. But to get there, there is a lot of little companies and a lot of... Because you're talking about standardized. Yeah. You want standardized. I can tell you if the government went standardized right now, you'd probably lose. I can't tell you what the percentage is. But I can think of a handful of companies off the top of my head that would right away would, would, would shut their doors down because they couldn't keep up with that kind of change. Oh, hundred percent. The companies that can can't grow at a rate to a company to accommodate the extra business volume because of these companies. Yeah, yeah. So, but like I said, the fact that oh yeah, well no, I, because I'm getting a better pay rate on that. Or the fact that you know I'm not saying hybrid systems of hourly and commission very similar to what we run. Yeah. Even that, I don't think is a perfect solution. Like. If I had it my way... Well, yeah, if we were that far in, we'd probably have hours of operation at that point, and commission would probably be the way of the past. You would I've have, have more staff that If I could on. have it my way, I would love to have just hourly staff. Yeah. Commission would be reserved solely for call-in staff yeah. because of something extreme or something... Right? But, like, hourly is, is you know, uh, from a business standpoint... See, where I worry... And don't do not take this as a personal job. Mm -hmm. The topics that you bring up are great, yeah. and even myself, I have a hard time with these topics because of my level of understanding of business. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I have just because of the experience that I put in now and, and reasonings of it, I've got yeah. more experience in it, and I have a hard time being able to sit here and have an educated conversation. Who we said anything about educating? We're tow truck drivers. It doesn't have to be educated. This is well, just well, our if opinion. We're gonna talk, if we're going to talk about this, these serious issues, I want them to be educated. If we're going to talk about the, the fun shit we do behind the shop when the cameras are off, <laughs> those don't have to be educated. Hey, no one else's opinion matters. It's our show. We run how we oh, want. Right. Welcome to the Soul Night Podcast with Ditch Deep. The trucks are loaded and the drivers are not. Well, they may or may not be, depending on the day. I am your host, Plain Guy. And as usual, I am joined by the man who still swears that no one else's opinion matters. 
will still argue over the stupidest points, but we know and love him so dearly, Mr. Tomanji. I hope you know you're also doing the outro. Just because you stole my intro doesn't mean I'm doing your outro. That's not how it's going to work. Oh, that's how it's going to work. You're going to say, and take it away, Tomanji, and I'm going to just sit there and I'll play the cricket noise over the course, over the dead space. So, it is your time as usual to G... Actually, you know what? I can't. That's not ready to go. I need to smoke before we start now. God damn it. We went too long on this other cocky stuff. So, are we actually... What are we going to do here for topics? Whatever the hell you want. We're just going to go with it. It's Sarah's not here. We just go with it. Hey everyone, I'm Brad from Calgary. This is Sean from Cambridge, Ontario. I'm Terry from Cornwall, Ontario. Hey, this is Larry from Pitt Meadows, British Columbia. And you're listening to the Towing Life Podcast. Welcome to the Towing Life Podcast, where the ditches are deep, the trucks are loaded, but the drivers are not. I am your host, Towman G, and as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Friend and former co-worker, a man with very strong opinions, Mr. Plain Guy. I'm not sure I like the emphasis you put on friend. It felt like you questioned that title as you I said I question my life choices every time I have to say that. This guy's my friend? <laughs> former co-worker, yeah, sure, you work with a lot of weird people in your life, but friend? Ugh. Friend just, just cuts a little bit deeper. Yeah. We, can, we can start saying acquaintance. Would that make you feel better? I can be your acquaintance? Well, you almost are now because I only see you like once, maybe twice a year. You see me every week. Nah. Nah, not quite every week. Every week we sit down to do this show Mm -hmm. and you see me. All of this beautifulness. I I see that thing right there. The thing thing that the the viewers at home can see me on. The microphone? (laughs) No, a big the microphone camera. in my face that I'm constantly bonking my head off of because I still have not found a place that I'm happy with putting it. Yeah, you, you just run right into it because you're like the a bull in the time. China. The hat catches it all the time. How are you, G? How are you? Oh, well, uh, I'm doing all right. I actually got let off early today because the new guy came in. He was like, I want to start an hour early. I was like, oh, okay. And you just said, okay, I'm going to go home? Yeah. Did You, you didn't want to wash your truck? Clean it out, or oh, do I something? All my shit out in that my last final hour? No, he drives my truck. He hopped in it and started doing calls. When I went, that truck doesn't get to sit anymore. See ya. We're racking I'm up out. the miles on that thing now. <laughs> about time. Yeah. It's about time you rack up any sort of miles. The only thing you rack up is air miles from snacks at the gas station. Uh, no, I actually started packing a lunch. No, you didn't. I did. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask, how long have you been doing this for? Uh, Six days now. Okay, I give it another five at best, and you'll Well, to be honest with you, I know we talked about this before, but I sat down and I broke out my expenses for last year because it is tax time, and, you know, you should really do that. And when I saw that I almost spent about 10 grand in food alone while on the road, I was like, the amount of sandwiches I can make at home for that. 
those are some pretty good goddamn sandwiches for 10 grand a year. Yeah. Yeah. 10 grand a year. I can afford a lunchbox with that kind of money. (laughs) What's that? 800 bucks a month. That's a lot of cold cuts. It's about $50 a day on average. $50. I don't know if I trust your math. I have known you long enough that I don't know if I trust your math, but I'll take your word for it in this case. Well, about $10 in the morning for your coffee and your breakfast sandwich. And I normally got a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, like a wrap. Yeah. Jesus. No wonder and you then right. and then lunch you're normally looking at twenty dollars even if you go to Subway and you get a foot long and a combo and right? inflation has really yeah. rocked up the, the old five dollar foot long doesn't go very far anymore, does it? Thank <laughs> you, Subway. No. No, so you're looking at twenty bucks for lunch and at least twenty bucks for dinner normally, depending if you're working late and you get something on the road. So that's not if you're having a decent meal and you're actually sitting down and enjoying it for once. And that's normally even more. So, you know what? That is true that we like, if I sit down and look now my, my go-to routine every morning on my way in, I hit Tim Hortons. That Mm -hmm. is a go-to for you. American listeners. It's our Dunkin' Donuts. If you don't know what Tim Hortons is at this point, you gotta be, I don't know where you live, but it's not anywhere that I want to be. There's a Tim Hortons in Pakistan now. The more you know. Yeah. So normally every morning it's coffee, large black coffee. Depending on how the night before went, it's a red eye coffee. If you don't know what a red eye is, uh, Tim Hortons has started doing this where it's a shot of espresso in the coffee. Mm. This gives you a little bit of extra, little yeah. little giddy up and go. Uh, yeah. And a blueberry muffin every mm. day, like clockwork. They, they, the Tim Hortons I go to every day, and they're always like a large black and blue. That's <laughs> what they call it, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> um, so you know, large black coffee, blueberry muffin, yeah. four bucks. I think if I get the red eyes, like six bucks or five, six bucks, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I normally go in, I've got to wait half an hour, as we've talked about, to drink my coffee because <laughs> when you get a black coffee, it's holding hot, yeah, there's no cream to cool it down. So, normally, about half an hour. It sits on my desk or whatever we got going on. I'll drink my coffee, and normally about 10 a.m., I'll finally get to my muffin. Hmm. And then uh-huh. by that time, the muffin is good. I'm good till lunch, about 1 o'clock. What do o'clock. you mean the muffin's good at 10 a.m.? It was good when you picked it up in the morning. I just mean that it's a good, like, at that point, I'm hungry. I, I'm one of those people I do not eat in the morning. Hmm. Like, I could not get up out of bed, go Hop in a shower, get out, have breakfast, and leave. I couldn't do that. I'm I'm not a morning breakfast person. See, that's actually supposed to be better for you. Actually, eating in the morning. Uh, they say it is. Breaks you out of your seat. Hundred yeah. percent. There's two things I hate, and I will say it here on the show, and you can bleep it if you want. <laughs> morning breakfast and morning. <laughs> I, I they're two of my least favorite things. Um, <laughs> it's a weird. I don't. It's a weird fact. Welcome to Plain Guys Facts. Please blank it out so people can guess what I said, but it's weird Plain Guy Facts. I had both this morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most important start to a day. Um, But no, uh, so yeah, you have that muffin about 10 a.m. and it's kind of like a little timey over. I'm starting to get hungry and it carries me over till lunchtime. Mm. And I normally end up with a later lunch Mm. just because, I don't know, it's easier that way. That way, when I get home, because if I sit, if I get up in the morning and pick my muffin up and eat it on the way in, and then I'm eating at 11, 12 o'clock because I'm hungry for lunch, the problem is, is when you do run late a bit, you're starving. Yeah. 
right? If you do run a little bit late, like you have that muffin, you have that lunch at two. I can now have dinner at five, six, seven, eight. Any of those in those areas where you're a little, you're hungry, mm-hmm. but you're not dot. You know, I'm a, I'm a big lad. I, I get hungry. Yeah, it happens. And very much stay off the snacks during the day. I admit, I very, I am not a snacker. Mm-hmm. I am a snacker when I am on long run sunflower seeds and those cups of candies. Oh, I love those cups of candies. I've been really getting into those lately, but if it's just a, a regular day of towing and, and working or in the office, whatever it may be, I'm I'm very rarely you ever see me snacking. Yeah, like the no, longest time true. I would get my wrap and I would normally get two chocolate chip cookies. And now I'm saying I would get the two chocolate chip cookies as like a holdover for lunch. I'm not saying I would just eat the wrap and then mow down some chocolate chip cookies. I'm a fat ass, but I'm not that bit much of a fat ass. <laughs> beep, beep. Um I would normally wait until like 11 and eat one cookie. And then if I'm busy running around doing calls, at least I've got another cookie or two cookies to tie me over for lunch. It's not a great lunch, but at least I'm not starving and being hangry meeting people for the first time. Do you ever get, let me ask you this. You ever get that? This is what I hate about middle of the night. Now I know you don't do nights anymore. We've talked about your captivity hours. Yep. But you remember getting that like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. was the worst time because you're hungry after the call. You oh, get the call yeah. done at 3, 4 a.m. because it's that weird time. Yeah. You eat dinner at 5, 6, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right? Normally you're sleeping. Yeah. So like you're you're fasting at that point, I guess. And, and all of a sudden you're up in the middle of the night. You get a call. And it's like, I want to go back to sleep, but I'm hungry. Yeah. You get home. You try to sleep, but then you can't because you're hungry. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing worse than trying to sleep when you're hungry as a tow truck driver. It, mm-hmm. it is just as bad as trying to do a call when you're hungry, <laughs> when you're <laughs> trying to get that, that break in for lunch and it hasn't stopped all day and you just want to yeah. eat something. A good thing to do is when you're out on that call, start chewing a stick of gum. Because if you're chewing gum, it actually makes your brain think that you're eating something and it will actually make that hunger subside a little bit. Once, once your brain figures out, hey, this guy's lying to me. It'll make you hungry again, but weird things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's a good time because we haven't already mentioned it and we probably should because it's an important part of the show that every week we love to hear your questions, comments, and concerns, you know, many concerns, few comments, couple suggestions. So if you want to get a hold of us, it is very easy. Head over to our website, www.towinglife.ca. You can email us at thetowinglife at gmail.com or by searching The Towing Life Podcast on Facebook. You can find all kinds of different things we have going on right now, as you've seen, episode after episode after episode after episode, and the entries continue to roll in the recovery of the month. Get your submissions in. Head over to towinglife.ca forward slash recovery. Give us your best recovery story with photos and get a chance to win a $50 Canadian Amazon gift card, as well as a spot in our 2024 calendar that will go into production late 2023. We've already had January was great. February with the garbage truck rollover was another beauty. If you want your chance to be Mr. Or Mrs. March, April, May, June, July, or any of the other months, head on over to towinglife.ca forward slash recovery to get your submission in now. Don't forget, if you want to, I just realized I'm not wearing my hoodie today. Um, If you want to get in on the merchandise that we have, the towinglife.ca, we've constantly got new stuff going on. It's been a little while since I've updated. I've got some new designs in the works. There's new stuff coming out. 
head over to towinglife.ca forward slash shop and get your towinglife.ca merchandise. All proceeds go to supporting G and his poor internet. He is not. No, that, that's a bold face lie, and you know it. I'm like the Salvation Army. He's only seen about 1% of it. But, but if you like this sweater, it's not available. So <laughs> bug him. Bug him day in, day out. Message him on Facebook. Well, I, I'll get those messages too. But email him. Email him constantly. I don't have access to that. So set up like an auto clicker to send email after email after email saying, I want Toman G's sweater. I want to know one else's opinion matters, Toman G sweater. All right. If yeah. I get enough requests for it, I will put it out on the merch store at towinglife.ca forward slash shop. You better. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, that is fair. I will do it. And don't forget our wonderful sponsors and folks over at Backpole Hitches. If you do not have a Backpole Hitch in your fleet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head on over if you're on the American side, backpolehitches.com, B-A-K-P-U-L hitches.com if you're on the canadian side you can order it directly from us at towinglife.ca forward slash backpull again b-a-k-p-u-l if you'd like to see a video on how that works and you want us to put one together for you feel free to let us know that too i know we haven't actually done anything like that with that product yet we don't have to backpull has put out some awesome videos yeah. and especially as of late head on over to their facebook page and you'll be able to find them. If you are watching over on the YouTube side, as you mentioned, do not forget to hit the like, hit the subscribe. I think it's up there. And the like is down there. And the down like is down there. And you subscribe, hit that one. Subscribe's over on underneath you. Okay. Subscribe and the like's here. underneath me. Okay. So hit the like. If you don't like it, hit the don't like twice. It really tells YouTube, messes up the algorithm, and you'll never see our faces again. And don't forget to subscribe. Leave a comment. G is all about the YouTube side. That is where you can find most of his interactions. And so if you want us to continue posting to YouTube, you need to start liking more. Is YouTube on the chopping block here? Because I think I should get a say in this. You've lost your say a long time ago. Uh -huh. You have lost your say a long time ago. Whatever lets well, you sleep at night, buddy. Every buddy, I sleep like a baby at night. <laughs> How? Let me ask you this. All right, let's let's have some serious talk again. Producer oh Santa's not here today, so this just goes off the rails on a hundred. How quick can you fall asleep? Not quick at all. Okay, you and I are in the same boat. I was out on a wreck recently, mm -hmm. and. This has been like we've been up for over well over 24 hours just because of the time of this thing comes in at midnight. It's going to be a good 12, 14 hours, you know, start to finish. Mm -hmm. And we get put on hold at one point. The cops okay. come in, put us everything on hold, right? There was concerns about if the guy was going to make it, if he wasn't going to make it. So they wanted us to stop until they could get better answers. Mm. So I had a buddy of mine sitting in the truck next to me. You know, we get into the truck and we're like, all right, it's going to be probably at least an hour. Yeah. And I mean, Two minutes into sitting in the truck. <laughs> this guy's out like a rock. Wow. And I am sitting there going, I am so jealous of you right now. <laughs> like, I'm a minimum in a situation like that, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, big time. Before I can even think of falling asleep. Yeah. And th this is after being up at this point for probably 30 hours. Wow. I'm still a minimum 20 minutes. Like, 20 minutes yeah. is fast. 
And this guy's like two minutes just passenger seat reclined out. Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm trying to sleep in the truck, I normally got to wrap a sweater up behind my head, get nice and cozy. I, I'm a side sleeper, so trying to sleep mm-hmm. on my side in a reclined seat just doesn't work so well. So then I'm trying to find a way to get my arm propped arm. up. It's that other arm. Yeah. Yes, I know that arm yeah. struggle. And even even at home, I got to have some music playing or the TV on. The girlfriend sleeps with a fan on, which I could give or take. I don't, doesn't really bother me. And then she's out. I know she snores. She says that she doesn't, but I hear her every night because it takes me like another 30 minutes to fall asleep after her. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. If I had it my way, if it wasn't for my wife, my wife hates the TV on. Yeah. She hates the light. My wife's one of those sleepers. She sleeps with her eyes partially open. Hmm. Like her eyes are closed, but her eyelids are open a bit, and there's just whites. Yeah. Which is really creepy. But so any little bit of light in the room mm. really bugs her. And it's like, well, if you close your eyes all the goddamn way, we wouldn't have the problem. <laughs> Get her some clothes pegs. I've gotten her like sleeping masks. Oh, I can't do that. Doesn't like those. I don't know. I'm actually going to, you know what? I'm going to try a sleeping mask tonight. That's what I'm going to do. Cause I, I got this fancy one with Bluetooth with like earbuds in like, oh, wow. You know, so that she could listen to, oh, she had white noise. She used to always, oh. hmm. you ever, you ever remember this? Do you ever remember when you were single? When I was a single man, it's a long time ago now, I could sleep with one pillow. It could be a brick. And that's all I would need with the TV on and life was good. Mm. Then I got into a relationship, which eventually turned into getting married. And then there was white noise machines. There was like seven pillows that I had. And the worst part is, is now I go somewhere and I can't sleep without them. You talk about pillows. If the keen video watchers over on YouTube notice over in the corner there, I've got a bunch of pillows stacked up that have never been there before because we bought a new sectional and it came with 10 throw pillows. 10 throw ten, pillows. 10, one for each cushion. And with all 10 throw pillows on this couch, you can't sit on the couch. So guess where they get stored? That's some grandma stuff. Yeah. Where like you had a like the couch isn't a functional couch. Oh, it's like a I'm all for keeping like I've got this couch behind me. With, actually, this one behind me's got four. Yeah. And some of them are the feather, like actual feather filled. Oh wow! And you put your head on it, and it pokes you because yeah. it's got the other part of the feather still on it. <laughs> no, when I was single, I'd always fall asleep listening to George Car- Carlin audiobooks, which is probably where I got my outlook on life from. When we did the podcast from the to- well, actually, this was before the podcast. This was yeah. the first toe show we went together. You had like George four years Carlin ago, playing all night in the cabin. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seven hour long audiobook. <laughs> and it ran both nights we were there. Yeah, sure did. Oh my god. No, but it's true. Like before those days and the towers were late. Like I don't know. The funny thing is, I don't know how I would survive now without her. Mm. <laughs> like you I better would, say that. <laughs> I, no, it's true. You know what? It's true. As it much is. as I have shit on my wife over the years, whether it be in this show. Or with buddies, all that. I would be lost without this woman. Mm. I sit there and go, as much as you frustrate me and you've given me all these habits, like all these extra pillows that now I can't sleep without. <laughs> the white noise I can still the hell with. Um, but all those things, I... Man, shout out to her. 
This poor woman, even on a night like tonight, what time are you coming home? I don't know. That has been the answer that we have been trying to figure out for the eight or nine years now that we've been together. Yeah. When are you coming home tonight? I don't want to tell you because as soon as I tell you, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, then you'll call me a liar. Tonight. tonight, what time are you coming home? You know what? Shouldn't be too long. After five o'clock, maybe you know by six o'clock, I'll be home. No problem. And all of a sudden, at five thirty, the wheels fell off. Hmm. And she's I'm still coming home. She still had wheels at that point. You know, they they just they just fell apart. When are you coming home? I I don't know. I I gotta let you. I can't even talk right now. I got different things hmm. going on. I gotta solve this stuff. So, I think it is a great moment to appreciate all the fine support that we get in our lives from our better halves, and and I truly do call them better halves. Because again, any any partner willing to put up with this industry deserves their moment. So, speaking of this industry and speaking of what it deserves, mm. I've got a question for you. What's that? And I love when we don't pre-script them because this way we get the true reaction, not your oh boy You're bullshit hypothetical scenarios <laughs> that you've had twenty minutes to think about. How much should a tow operator make? Oh. Ooh, that, how much? My ears perked up there. Ooh, how much should a tow operator make? And I don't want to talk because based on numbers by, by area, everything else. I want to talk about in comparison. So let me ask you. I'm going to ask you a series of professions. You're going to tell me if a tower should make above, below, or the same. Okay. Custodian in a school. Uh... Above. Okay. A tow operator should make above a custodian in the school. Yeah. Um, firefighter. Below. Okay. Ambulance driver. Not the paramedic, the ambulance driver. Below. Or the same. It, it'd be close. I should really be writing these answers down. You should be. Um, <laughs> a police officer. Below. A licensed trade like a plumber. Mm, below. Okay. A iron worker. That's a licensed trade. It is. Fair enough. Okay, fine. That's fine. It's I feel like they're higher though than like plumbers. Um, but you yeah. already said you should be below a plumber, so you'd be below an iron worker. Yeah. Teacher. Ooh, I the girlfriend's a teacher. I know how much. I, no, no, no. Make. Put that, that shit aside. Give me your real opinion. The hell with her. Uh, below. Below what a teacher makes. Okay. So with all that said, what do you think a tow operator should make? And and so what are you basing this off right now? We're talking about light duty operator? Yeah, light medium. Light medium operator. Yeah. Not light yes, service. Yeah. Light duty towing, medium duty towing. Okay. So okay. what do you think then in a year that a light to me and medium duty towing operator should make in a year? Around the 50 mark. Okay. What do you think a custodian makes? Uh, custodians will normally make about the same. Okay. So you're saying $50,000 a year? Yep. Well, and the reason why I say that is because the entry level is so low to get into the towing industry. And it is because you don't even really need a high school diploma. All you need is a valid driver's license and a clean criminal record good driver's abstract and be able to hopefully be over 25 to be on insurance. So the bar is set pretty low, right? 
So the entry level position into the towing industry shouldn't be a, a super high paying job, right? So if getting into towing, you make around the thirty thousand dollar mark. Cool, you get. Oof. We're talking gross or net? We're talking gross thirty thousand? No, like net. No, gross. Yeah, gross. Gross Gross $30,000 to get into the towing industry. Gross is because after the amount of taxes get taken off, it's gross. That's how I remember that. So $30,000 a year, entry-level gross for a tow operator. Yeah. So we're talking five, six, six, just under $600 a week gross. Yeah. No wonder we have a hard time finding people for the industry. Yeah. And to be honest, it, it sounds low because it is, but that's what a lot of guys are getting paid. $14 an hour? Yeah. Below minimum wage in Ontario, yeah. in the province in which we live. You want to know what I actually worked out, how much money I made last year per hour? Yeah, I'm curious to this. So I worked it out, and since I work. A fairly 12 hour shifts, 10 hour shifts, whatever. For me, doing the amount of hours, I can't remember the amount of hours I worked last year. It was 1936, I think. 1936 an hour? Yeah. But you want entry guys to make 14? The last year that I worked, it was a lot closer to the 15, 14 dollar. I have lots of days where I actually make 14 dollars an hour. Just because of so call we're talking hourly. And for those listening, don't forget, we are on the Canadian side of the market, which means yeah. our, our amount may be higher. Yeah. But from once lower. you get the conversion over, it's actually lower. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, But this is coming from a commission-based driver. Uh, an hourly wage would definitely be better because then if you do have the slow days, you're still making money. Your paychecks okay, so what are you, consistent. What do you think an hourly wage driver should get paid? An hourly wage driver, if you're working for a decent company, should be around the $19, $20 an hour mark. For and Okay, so what are you saying is that that operator that makes that dollar? Well, okay, let's start with your green into the industry, 25 years old, zero experience, clean driver's abstract, regular G license. What should they be making an hour? 16 bucks. Do a math here if you don't hear my calculator running. Okay. I, I was like wondering why there's smoke coming out of your ears. $41,000 a year. Before Based tax. on a 50-hour week. Because let's Before be tax. honest, it's not 40s. Okay? Yeah. So what do you think? Let's go the next milestone I would go. We'll go three years. Three years experience. Decent yeah. operator. Yeah. Same G-Class license. Yeah. 18 $18 an hour for a G-Class license. $46,000 a year. Yep. So, what do you think somebody with... This is almost like a job interview. What do you think somebody with seven years experience and a G-Class license? Decent operator. Yep. What do you think they're worth? 20 Fifty-two thousand dollars a year, yeah, before tax. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 talking all gross numbers here. Yeah. Fifty-two. You think you're worth? You're you're saying you're worth fifty-two thousand dollars a year? 
Yep. That's fair. I think you're worth more than that. Oh, I know I'm worth more I than that. I wouldn't pay you more than that. I'm just saying you're worth more than that. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm worth more than that because of my knowledge in the industry and my experience and what I've done in the industry. It's just how often will all those skills that would deem a higher wage actually play a role in your day-to-day operations? Like how often do you winch a car out of the lake or how often do you do a, a rollover upside down the ditch? Right? Like so I know those do you do. Hmm? Go somewhere that you do, right? We talked with on the show. When do you know it's time to leave? Yeah. You're not appreciated. And you yeah. don't get to do the work that you like to do. That being said, though, honestly, I said I, you're worth more than that. You're not with your license, especially in the province that we live in. Yeah. Your license is your biggest holdback. These G, G-class drivers can only go so far. Yeah. They go so far because you're talking medium-duty towing on a G-class license. Yeah. I'm actually very sorry, but I'm currently rejecting a call from a wonderful writer for a certain towing magazine that is not our producer hmm. looking probably for the i mean we could you know what let's do this we haven't done this kara you're on the towing life podcast as we oh, speak boy. how are you what what we're in the middle of recording and i decided i was going to answer your call yeah absolutely she can't hear me i can hear you <laughs> what's your podcast about today our podcast is what is a tower worth I'm trying to convince my co my co-host that he's the opposite, that he's worthless, but he's not listening to me. Oh, <laughs> he's got some sense of dignity and, and personal value. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing in the towing industry. Oh, <laughs> what do you think he should be in? Uh, not modeling, not acting. <laughs> um, I'm I'm thinking of uh, silent films, uh, silent uh, silent uh, radio. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe radio, maybe radio. You've got him on a podcast. Yeah, I, I know it's how it works out. He, he sounds kind of patient to me. He is a very patient man. So, anyways, can I call you back after? Oh yes, absolutely. I, I would uh, appreciate that a great deal. No, nope. so, uh, about what time? So I'm I'm available. Probably in the next half hour, forty five minutes or so. Okay, that sounds great. Looking uh, forward to it. All right, take care. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> well, that is a first, ladies and gentlemen, for the Towing Life Podcast. <laughs> pretty sure I got to go get a release signed, but um, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty PG. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> but no, it's that towers are worth something. Yeah. And I truly believe you're worth on what you can negotiate, first of all. But the way the industry is going, and we've talked about the labor shortages left, right, and center, mm-hmm. a trained operator is worth so much more. Yeah. And a non-trained operator is also worth so much more because if you're willing to come work in the industry with all the options that are available right now, right? Because that's what we're seeing. There's so many better jobs out there. And mm-hmm. I always say that and it sounds so negative. There's better jobs out there. It, it's not that towing is a bad job. It's just that it's it's made for the select few. Mm-hmm. And what you've got to pay on insurance premiums right now just to try a guy whew, can break yeah. the bank alone. And to be honest, if you're listening to a Toying Life podcast, you're probably the select few. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that's a pretty fair assessment to make. So let me tell you this. Yeah. You're saying a trained operator is valuable. Yes. Right. So let's say you've got a operator who's 10 years in, one of the really good operator day in, day out, not the best, just a good operator, right? I'm not saying me, but I'm just saying a 
decent operator. Oh, I thought Ten you were talking in. about me for a second, but okay. Oh, no, you're not a decent operator. <laughs> 10 years in, G license. Yeah. New guy. Yeah. Hired on, one month in, gets his DZ. Yeah. Is he getting paid more than the guy with 10 years? No. No, 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 no. Because no, he's no, got a no, bigger no. license. I've seen it happen. Three years in, he is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, three years in, Three years in. What? I could see that three years in. But yeah, because like three years in is a light duty. If we're talking light duty operators, mm -hmm. three years in as a light duty operator, you can do 95% of the calls. Yeah. I hope. What? I hope. Well, you should be. Exactly. So that's what I mean. At three years in, 10 years to three years. Right there's there's still more experience and a lot of tricks out there, but I'm saying that gap is closed significantly yep. between a 10 year veteran and a three year veteran compared to a 10 year and a six month veteran. Yeah. Right. So that's where license class becomes even more important mm -hmm. because it opens up options. And again, depending on what your fleet is, if your fleet is six records, then yeah, you're right. Your license means nothing. Yep. But as a value into the industry and as a potential for what you could fetch for salary out on the market. And all that, you're definitely worth more with a higher class license. Oh, yeah. Like, I can drive 50% of our fleet with my G license, where yeah. I currently work. Exactly. So, 50% of your fleet is not a great ratio. The other two trucks that I can't drive mm -hmm. that are actually on the main, they're full-time operator trucks that I wouldn't drive anyway. doesn't matter. But, In case of something going sideways, you are less valuable. And 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 for the in Ontario, for anyone that and again, I don't, this is why I hate. I know people always say, "Well, you guys always talk about Ontario." Well, it's because we we have the experience in Ontario. For what it is to go upgrade your license mm -hmm. to what we would call a D class license, which allows you to drive a vehicle over ten thousand kgs, is simple and inexpensive. Yeah. Go do it because yeah. once you guess what, once you got it, you got to renew. You got to rewrite every five years and go for a medical. It's there. It's yours. Mm -hmm. It opens up so many doors. You are going to see, like we've talked about on bits and pieces in the pre-show, that you know a lot of companies with changes coming to the industry and the level in which this industry wants to go, you better start investing in yourself now. Mm -hmm. Because the companies and the employees that don't take that time to go out and be ambitious and, and do something on their own without having to be told are going to be the first to go on the chopping block whenever, you know, if sweeping changes were to ever come and the industry takes a turn in a direction that you're not prepared for. Yep. So go out and get that done and get it. So yeah, no, once, like I said, once you close that gap, 10 years, 10 years to three years, if we're talking light duty, if we're talking heavy, that's a whole different story. Oh yeah, big time. That's a, a 10 year to a three year in recovery work is, is a big difference. Yeah. So that's where the specialty, that's where everything comes in. Those guys are definitely going to be on different pay scales. I don't care what mm -hmm. their license is, mm. right? They're going to be, you know, the, what's the difference between lights and heavies? Weight, numbers. More zeros on the scale and on the paycheck. Yeah. All it is. More zeros on the scale and more zeros on the paycheck. Yep. So go out and invest in yourself. Make it worth it. The industry, the industry isn't going anywhere. The industry is going to need good operators. If you are listening to this show, like I said, you're obviously invested in the towing industry. If not, what the hell would you be doing here? <laughs> Listen to these two yahoos week in, week out. So go Appreciate it, but why? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so go invest in yourself. Look at the licensing. And for the new guys 
who come across this show and we get a lot of them, right? These yeah. get hired into towing. I'm going to find out everything I can about towing. They stumble upon us. Yeah. They go on a binging. I see you. I see the stats. <laughs> I know when a new guy just comes into the industry and, and binge watches the episodes. I see that. Yeah. He Take gets about to episode 15. He's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are talking about sleep deprivation <laughs> and spending $50 a day on food on the road. <laughs> and man, this job sounds like it's going to cost a lot of money. And that it's the relationship killer. Oh, no. My relationship Boy. with my mama will suffer. <laughs> Jesus. There's so many skids that come through this industry, though. Oh, yeah. So we're many. We're not going to get any to... rocket appliances apply. <laughs> and that's what we got to remember, right? It it's true. an entry-level job. We talked about the requirements to get into this industry in the beginning. To become a good operator, that is completely different. But any Joe Blow with a driver's license outside of high school or hell, even inside of high school could one day become a tow truck driver as long as he can get, he or her can get insurance. And that's a scary thing when you actually sit down and think about it. As long as I can insure this guy, I can have him run a truck. Regardless if he causes damage and costs me money, I can legally put him behind a tow truck and send him on his way. Yeah, he doesn't be, have to be able to put two syllables together, let alone two good thoughts, and you can throw them by. But that's where companies and ownership management are responsible to try and weed out the best that you can. And mm -hmm. as a company, you set the standard for what you're going to hire. What's mm -hmm. better? Running full pin with a bunch of skids. <laughs> and I love the term skids. Or running half pin with a good bunch. Yep. They've, they've got pros and cons. Both, yep. one, both are going to, you know. You're either losing money or you're not making it. But there is one thing that I kind of want to talk about is when I first started this in the industry, I was wow. young, dumb, and, you know, the other. And it was a lot more fun, I find. And that's probably because I was dumb. I didn't <laughs> care about working load limits the same I didn't access all the risks involved in doing the job. I got into towing, A, because I drove a shipbox myself, and I was like, I blew my transmission out of my truck. How can I get it from point A to point B cheaply? Become one of those guys. And B, I loved going off-roading and getting stuck. And doing and pulling myself out and pulling other people out. Guess what I can... I could, what I do for fun on the weekends, I can get paid for throughout the week and weekends and nights and 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. But I could do that. And that's what brought me into the industry. Not so much the TV shows. I watched a couple of YouTube videos on it, one of the Backwoods record guys, but that was what coming into the industry looked like for me. I had a family member who was in towing, but I, had a little bit of experience. I saw him load cars before, but that was it. Granted, I had a fair bit of common sense backing up trailers, driving trucks, all the whole kit and caboodle driving for plowing companies in the uh, prior to that. So I guess you could say I was better than just a guy who drove a Honda Civic everywhere his whole life and then got behind the wheel of a tow truck. I've had a few of those. Not saying they're bad operators. I'm just saying there's more of a learning curve. Or a guy that said he did snow removal and he meant he shoveled and snow blowed driveways. Yeah, he never actually once drove the truck. Yep. 
I remember that guy. He was funny. I remember that guy. I had to teach him how to use a ratchet strap, and he still didn't get the concept. I took him to a Walmart parking lot just to get him to learn how to park the dually tow truck in between two lines, and he couldn't do that either. Anyway, squirrel off track here. Yeah. Um, So when I was that dumb, naive, new tow truck operator, the amount of fun I had just doing what I thought the industry was about before the long nights really took a toll on me before the industry ruined a relationship before I started saying, Hey, I can make more money elsewhere before, 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 before all the negative comments, the negative thoughts about the industry before the days I say, I hate this. I want to quit. And then you snap yourself out of it before all that. It was fun. It's true. And what you need to do to really make it in the industry is remember those moments and find ways to recreate those moments either just by yourself or when you're training a new guy and live vicariously through him as he's learning and experiencing these new things. Obviously, you don't want to you want to teach him the mistakes that you made so he doesn't make those said mistakes again because they're probably dangerous. but then once you actually start learning about all the dangers and you're like wow the amount of times i single line things when i really should have been doubled up or i hooked onto that piece of that car before and this one's broken like a twig it really starts making you open your eyes and it's also getting older i know people who used to drive like absolute assholes in their 20s and 30s they slow down as soon as they hit 40 and that's slow down at 40. I slowed down at 30. It's just Why a number. 30? I'm over 30. I had to think about that. <laughs> you couldn't remember right. how old you are? That's the towing I, industry for you. I don't actually know how old I am. No, I, I just I turned 26. I could I I think I'm 33. I think I'm what year were you born? 89. Do the math. Yeah, I'm gonna be 34. I'm gonna be 34 this year. Oh god, I'm getting old. Okay, yeah. anyways, that was a depressing thought after all the wonderful words that you just spoke. You know what, though? That was... Whew, gee, that was probably one of the best thoughts you've ever had on this show. And I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> it might kidding. take you a little while to unpack all that. I apologize. I know. I know. I definitely don't. I get it. I was sitting back thinking it, and it's like, yeah, this industry was so much more fun when we, A, didn't have the responsibilities that we have now. Mm-hmm. And whether that be a responsibility to a company, to, like said, to training new guys, yeah. right? I've always been a big fan of trying to keep things fun. Mm-hmm. When I'm training a new guy, oh, this is borderline harassment, but whenever I, um, <laughs> when I'm training a new guy and doing a, an eight-point tie-down system, and I'm strapping, and they always wonder, like, how tight they go, and I always look at them, and I go, just like your pants, it's got to have a little bulge. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's little fun things that you have with those comments that are things that they remember, Right, like I got this one guy that always I I'm sitting there after I trained him for a while, and he's tying it down. He's like crank, 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 little bulge, and <laughs> it sticks with them. The yeah. over under inside, over yeah. under inside, over under inside. I've made many innuendos with that one that have stuck when it comes to doing your safety chains mm-hmm. on the Vulcan strapless system. All these kind of things, right? It is true. Those are the you gotta have fun. I mean. You see guys do stuff and they scare the snot out of you. Mm-hmm. I send these new guys out 
and young. We are one of the few companies that will hire under 25. Yep. And you send this 22-year-old out in a snowstorm. And you sit there like a like a concerned parent. <laughs> Letting their kid, kid ride their bike to school for the first time. Oh, my God. Going like, <laughs> I have this new guy. God bless his soul. I love this kid. Right? This kid is uh, as promising as all can be. He listens um, to the show. That's why he's. I, I don't. He's I don't think he listens to the show. I'm not sure. Oh. Um. But he, the first snowstorm he was in, I made sure to have a talk with all my guys right at the beginning, and mm -hmm. I said, "Rule number one today, guys: all the trucks come home. Yep. Like all the trucks come back tonight. Right? And and because it was a, it was a pretty serious snowstorm to have new guys on. Mm hmm." And he goes to me, and he goes, uh, oh, so, like, if I'm on call, I don't check it. Like, you want the truck all back at the shop? But, like, he took the literalness <laughs> of the trucks from home tonight. <laughs> and he just said it, and I go, god damn it. But he's so innocent and funny about it, and, and right. I remember when we were like that. It's like when I, I've told this story on the show before, but when I backed up to that Jeep on the ice hill, and the Jeep rolled down the hill and into the ditch. I freaked out. I ran after it a little bit. Then I kind of sucked my head and walked back to the truck as it went down into the ditch. And it stopped before it hit a culvert. And I backed down to the truck and I called you in a panic because I was, I think I was by myself for like two, three weeks at this time. And I'm walking yeah. around this Jeep. I'm trying to see if there's any damage. So I'm talking to you. And I was like, so what do I do? And you're like, winch it out of the ditch and carry on, bud. <laughs> Get your job done. I was like, oh. Right, I've got the ability to do that. But then we talk about the risks and the dangers and the everything. Yeah. And once you once you wrap your head around all those things, like, like what if there was another car coming up that hill at the time? Like, exactly. Like yeah. you know, and those are the fears that we don't want and the lessons we try and teach to our guys. But we gotta remember when they make those mistakes sometimes to go, we did that. Yeah. Right? I I have every one of my light duty operators this winter has gotten stuck. Yeah. Every one of my light duty operators has gotten stuck. Yeah. And every one of them, when we go to pull them out, we take a photo with them in their stock truck. <laughs> and we put it in the company group chat. Yeah. Because it's it's a tradition. Mm -hmm. And as much as, you know what I mean, you sit there and go like, yeah, I just lost an hour of productivity from another guy because he had to go pull you out. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. We've all been yeah. stuck. And right, the memory that those two operators are probably going to share about getting that tow truck out, it's going to yeah. be priceless. And that's good team building, unfortunately. Not the it way you is. want a team build, but it is. It is. Some of those were, whether beginning stuck or some of the terrible jobs that you do together, are what really bond operators and what really give them those, those stories. Like, do you remember one that I don't remember doing any with you? No offense. I don't remember a crazy job that you and I did together. We worked opposite weekends. Let's take a second to talk dispatching. Call taking and dispatching is a vital part of the towing industry. That's where Live Dial 24 comes in. With Live 24-7 call answering services, Live Dial 24 has your back. Your customers are in good hands. Their team of professional, upbeat, enthusiastic, friendly customer service experts are ready to impress you and your callers around the clock. The best part? They are so good at what they do, both you and your customer will swear they're in the office with you. Unlike other call answering services, LiveDial24 is a pay-as-you-go service with no contracts or minimums, meaning you only pay for what you need. 
To book your free consultation, visit them at www.livedial24.com. That's livedial24.com. That doesn't mean anything. Never did. No. I can tell you a lot of jobs, a lot of different operators that I remember. Good old Davey. I remember him showing me cross-chaining all the way across a car. I remember doing a car that was stuck in between the wires of the guardrail with the good old Jeff in his bed, winching it out with two trucks and trying to shimmy it out of the cables. And Yeah, all, all these crazy stories. I remember doing all the guys that were with us doing a plane on the highway. I remember, you know what I mean? Like all that different stuff. Those stories are definitely um, the ones that you remember. So I, I think that's a good way to end the episode is, is just reminding guys to have fun. Mm-hmm. right this industry is crazy the hours are crazy love and care for the ones that support you at home and remember take a minute as i did while g was talking about this <laughs> wonderful thought that he had yeah to the you know the dumb fun that we had before the responsibilities and the seriousness of the industry came in and try and take a little time for all these new guys that we give such a hard time coming in try and remember you weren't much smarter than them at one point yeah 100 oh for that being said, you know where to find us, towinglife.ca, towinglife.ca forward slash shops, forward slash recovery, forward slash backpull, anywhere and anywhere. Drop a comment down below on YouTube. Thank you for joining us once again on behalf of myself and the wonderful Tow Man G. Take care and thanks for coming. Toodles.